It's time to engage in authentic diversity and to have the conversations that aren't happening in your organization. Through these episodes, I'm going to pour out my heart and give you tips for how to do diversity, equity, and inclusion in real ways. We're going to start addressing the issues that have never been addressed. I'm going to give you brief nuggets and affirmations that you can use in your workplace so that you are effective in the work that you do. It's time to get real. Let's stop playing diversity. I hope you're doing well. Um, I think today's episode is going to be one of the realest, if I can call it that. One of the realest episodes. Because something that shocks people, shocks people, is that many of the experiences that I share with you are not just experiences that happened to me like 10 years ago, but I still work in the space where many of these experiences have happened. So people sometimes ask, you know, why do I still work there? And I had a a prior episode that talked about that. And then some people ask, why or how am I bold enough to speak about these experiences? So I want to address that issue because I have um, really um, literal thoughts, you know, about that. Very exact thoughts about this. When you enter an organization that professes diversity, like everything is about that. Everything says that it's going to welcome you, that it's going to support you as you need to be supported. You know, it's going to treat you well. You know, that is a pitch. That is an organizational pitch. That is something that people are putting out there. Like, really? And you're, you're really trying to figure out, you know, do I want to be a part of this because this is who they say they are? And for me, it's the fact that I, as a literal person, thought that what was being sold to me at the time was real. And it's almost like um, a good faith experience where you think, like, if you have a car and you're looking for a car and everyone says, The car has never been an accident. You know, the car is running. When you buy that car, you expect the car to be in the condition that the person said it was. And if that car ends up not moving, not being able to move because of an engine issue, or if the car is rusty under the bottom, or if something's going on, then it feels really disingenuous. It feels deceptive because you gave something that was important to you, which was like your money, you know, into that vehicle. And I feel that in an organization, when you sign that offer letter, when you say that you agree to be a part of an organization that has portrayed itself to be a certain way, then that's an exchange. You know, people talk about marriage, they talk about covenants, and like when you are also making a commitment to your partner, to your spouse publicly, Um, then you expect for that relationship to be one that nurtures both parties. It's something where you agree to mutually move together. 
and to move forward in a way that is beneficial for both. Um, I am so vocal because I know that I brought my diversity, everything that I represented, whether it was visible, like my gender, my race, you know, my age, but I also brought my ideas, my openness, my creativity. And I said, I want to be a part of an organization and a vision that cares about intersectionality. It cares about making sure that diverse voices are in the room. It cares about making sure that this place is better. That's what I thought. So when I speak so openly, it comes from a place of realizing that maybe this place knew how to market, but didn't know how to do the work. Maybe this place had people who thought they were doing diversity for everyone, but in reality, the diversity only apply to a small sector of people with whom the majority of people are comfortable. Maybe this organization had never experienced anyone like me and I pushed the boundaries. But if you really care about diversity, equity and inclusion, you're going to allow new people to push you because that's what it means to do this work. And I may have mentioned this in a previous episode, but I want to say it again. There's a difference between insubordination and human rights. When you have policies that are written and those policies are not followed, it's not insubordinate for someone, particularly someone from a diverse group, to say, you're not following policies and I expect you to do that. That's not insubordination. That's holding the organization accountable for the words that it expressed, for the marketing that it put in your face, for the promises that it made you in diversity statements and in all the pitches, all the shows, all the conversations. Human rights means that as a citizen of that organization, as a member of that space, where you have signed a contract, you now have access to the rights and privileges and the benefits in that space. You now expect to be respected. And respect means different things to different people, but at a minimum, respect means that those things that the organization says it will do for you and do to protect you and do to ensure that you are safe in the workplace, it's going to be taken care of. So I want to shift this conversation a little bit because so often people will say people like me are rebellious because we dare push. We dare call out organizations that play diversity. But I say that like that marriage, there are two people in the relationship. There's the organization and there's the individual that that organization committed to. The individual is there to do their job, but the organization is there to do their job too. And together, 
That's what makes a great organization. Together, that's how you stop playing diversity. So at the end of the day, friends, I will call out any organization that doesn't fulfill its promises. Any organization that professes diversity so strongly, yet doesn't practice it, and doesn't have open conversations about how they need to move forward to ensure that everyone is treated equitably, everyone is safe, and everyone has an opportunity to succeed. So my nugget is that some of you probably need to call out your organizations because stuff is not right. And not call them out out of vengeance or meanness, but call them out because the policies are written to say that they're supposed to do better, that they're supposed to treat you well, that they're supposed to care. You have that right as a workplace citizen to expect and receive the very best that your workplace has to offer. It's time. My affirmation for you today is I evaluate the rules and the policies in my organization to know what I should expect. Let's start with that. Just evaluate. What's in the contract? What are they saying? And there's nothing wrong with your mapping it and, and, and seeing if they're actually doing what they profess to do. Y'all, that's how you become a stop playing diversity evangelist. Do your research. Do the work. And step by step, talk to your supervisor if something's not right. Look at the data. Pay attention. Y'all, hey, follow me on Twitter, all social media platforms, at Dr. Monica Cox. If you have questions, comments, concerns, anything, ideas for future podcasts, let me know. Um, And you can email me also, info at drmonicacox.com. Check out my services, my webpage, my blog posts. Check out other episodes. Like, I have so much stuff that's going on, y'all. So much stuff. So I want to see you on social. I want to see you in my inbox. I want to see you on my subscription list because this is how we stop playing diversity. I've got you and I appreciate you. Until next time, talk to you later.